welcome to the Biggest Baby Podcast. If you've seen our vlogs, this is just going to be more of the same as we explore and discuss everything Las Vegas. Hello, welcome back. Um, we are on podcast number eight. Eight's meant to be lucky, isn't it? I think 88 is, isn't it? I don't think 8 is by itself. Oh, is it not? I thought it was just everything to do with 8, like 88 and 888. Possibly, who knows? Who knows? Oh, well, I don't are, know. are you feeling lucky? Um, No. Okay, then it's probably not lucky. <laughs> I know, but would, would it, I don't think it would centre around whether I was feeling lucky or not. I think it's like... Do you know what I mean? I mean, I I think if you ask most eighty eight year olds if they were feeling lucky, they'd probably say no as well. See, I I'm pretty confident that when I'm eighty eight, I'll feel just lucky to be alive. Do you think? Yeah, mm. I, to be honest, half the time I feel eighty eight as it is. <laughs> yeah, you look it too. I, know, <laughs> I do. I didn't, and but you know, but then I met you, and I started to grey, and I started to you know, I, I I I did start to kind of feel very wise just because you know I was constantly comparing myself to you then who really isn't. i think it's more because you um joined my family and then you inherited the dog and the dog's like salt and pepper like colored or uh, like a miniature schnauzer so i just think you know you pretend you don't love the dog but we all know you love her and um you you just thought you'd kind of dye your hair. You, your hair just changed naturally to the colour of the dog so that it matched. Well, I think that there might be some truth in the fact that, you know, I did I do feel a lot older when I'm with, like, your family because you're all kind of, like, four foot six. So I feel like I'm, a, I'm constantly kind of a, like, a, a teacher on a school trip whenever <laughs> I'm kind of with you because, you know, I'm like, you know, you're, you're coming up to my kind of stomach level. You know? No, we're not. You you exaggerate. I'm five foot three mm. and a quarter. Mm. And you're what, <laughs> the tallest in your family. You're literally tower over your parents. Yeah, I am now. I'm taller. I think I'm the same as my dad, maybe, but I'm taller than my mum. I'm taller than my sister. Um and but my nineteen year old is slightly taller than me now. She reckons she's five foot five, but I'm she's definitely added at least a half inch onto that. Um, but my that'll be from accumulated fake tans on the (laughs) (laughs) it just kind of like stacks up over time it's like the twits you know the roll doll story with the the add a little like bit to the kind of walking stick every kind of week to make her feel like she's getting smaller (laughs) it's a little bit like that just accumulated layers of fake tan you know you make her sound like a proper charber with loads of fake tan she's not She's not a charver, but she does have loads of fake tan. She, she, it's more, but she doesn't overdo the fake tan. It's just more that she likes to do it. Anyway, we, this isn't a, a podcast about fake tan. So, and it's not a podcast about height or dogs. <laughs> How the hell have we even started down this route? It is a podcast about Vegas, and um, surprisingly enough. And yeah, so uh, eighth episode, thank you very much for everybody who's still listening and joining in. We are still getting lots of feedback um, and comments and stuff uh, direct to us, which is fab. Um, so, um, what do we want to kick off with this week, Michael? Is it, Are we back to making a fool of me with the Vegas Sands? I don't think we've ever been there, have we? I mean, it's if 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 you feel like you've been made a fool out of, it's certainly not a we've done it thing. It's uh, it's a you've done it thing. Yeah, right. Whatever. But listen, I, I mean, I, before that, I, I I just need to say, you no, know, I am 
a man of many flaws, which you will agree. Uh, many. And for me, the greatest flaw that I have, the one that causes me the most kind of frustration in life, is that I am, as you know, completely obsessed with being too nice to you. It, you know, it kind of, it, it controls my every waking moment, you know, I'm just obsessed about Nobody buys how, this, Michael. how I can be nice to you. So, you know, sometimes I can resist it, sometimes I can't, but I'm afraid I've been a little bit weak this week. Um, really? And as a result, I've given, I've prepared a, a, another scandalously easy Vegas sound for you. Just you know to, you what? Know, the, to, to kind of help you out a little bit. There's a there's a northern saying, and a, you, this is gonna this is gonna be. Um, I'm gonna show where I'm coming from here, but nobody is buying your patter. <laughs> it's that, not patter. It's that nobody's buying this patter that you that you're just if, peddling. What? You're peddling patter that nobody oh, buys. Ped, I don't even know what peddling patter is, to be honest <laughs> with you. But you know, it, it, but I, I know enough about it to know that that's definitely not what I'm doing. Right. I'm being nice, right? Now you probably don't recognise it because you, you know, you never do, you know. Really. Um, you, you you kind of miss it every time I do it. Anyway, I'm going to play you a nice, longish Vegas sound. You're going to get it right. You're going to feel great about yourself. Everyone is going to kind of like send you um, Facebook things and Twitter things saying, "Well done, you're awesome," and that was amazing. And then everybody just going to be feel very uplifted. That's how this is going. We'll talk to go. about building it up to all okay. uh, proportions. Come on, then. There you go. Four seconds worth. Why do you keep picking ones that click? Well, because there's a lot of machines that click. In but Vegas. I told you last week that I didn't understand. I didn't. I couldn't think of one that clicked. Oh, so, <laughs> so you've deliberately picked a clicky is one. Is that what you said? Oh, sorry about that. Ah, uh, funny that that you that you forgot that selective memory. Just, just an unhappy coincidence. That's all. Mm, so play it again a couple of times. God, I, see, not... I, I know what you're doing here in terms of you know yeah you feel bad about me feeling like I have to be extra nice to you and and you're trying to make me feel better by pretending you don't know what it the is. The only thing that I recognise on it is the last ting ting at the end of it. That's the only thing I, I don't recognise the clicks at all. I just recognise the ting ting at the end. One more time. Oh, my call. If you, if you were right beside us now, I'd kick you. Well, that's not very nice. <laughs> I know, but I just uh, would listen, like... Listen, everybody can hear, right? I'm making a, a real, a genuine effort. Look, you can't even contain your own <laughs> laugh, can I just say, when a, you're saying that? A genuine effort to be nice to you, and you're threatening to kick me for it. You that, can't even that, contain your own laughing at that. I was, um, I was laughing at something on the TV. Mm, yeah, you lie. Uh-huh. So uh, I, I don't have a clue. Well, listen, I'm still convinced that you're just trying to kind of make me feel better about about me failing to resist my natural urge to be overly nice to you. So I'm, I thank I'm you literally for that. racking my brains trying to think of the different well, actually, is it, is, can I just figure. ask shush, is it a machine that we play regularly? Yes. Hmm. 
I'd say a lot, most people play it regularly. It's uh, it's 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 quite an old school one. But it's not one of the kind of the kind of three real mechanical games that you love so much. It's um, but it is quite an old school one that's been in Vegas for a good while now. Well, we don't play old school ones, so I think you're fibbing. Oh, God. <laughs> but we don't. But, you know, again, I'm just trying to be nice and the accusations, the threats. You know, why do I bother? Why do I bother? Anyway, crack on with the news. Okay, do you want to get started with that? Well, my, I haven't really noticed a lot of news coming up this week, so my two are more rumours or mm. um, things that have come up. So one was the rumour of the Cosmopolitan Balconies going. Um, I have to say before we even start, I have no idea what the truth is in this. It was something that was put out on Twitter. Um, and it, it has come up a couple of times where we've heard that, you know, balconies are never a good idea when there's a lot of high-rise buildings and the consequences of people... Um, not necessarily falling off balconies, but jumping off balconies um, in a city uh, that obviously can make or break you to some people, depending on how how much they take or how much they lose or whatever else, or just, you know, um, whether they go to Vegas as a big blowout or whatever else. But we, we've heard rumours before, obviously, of people jumping off balconies at Luxor um, and other properties that do have... Um, a balcony element to it and we've always um it's always just been assumed or known that one of the reasons that they stop the balconies is to stop this happening because obviously there's a knock-on effect in terms of the consequences of it and and you know and bad PR as well as um the actual kind of um the, the way that people view a hotel I suppose or the memories people have from it from a place or whatever else um and the 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 effect that it has on the operation of the place but cosmopolitan um and the majority of people who love the cosmopolitan um it is the selling point i mean yeah location's great um you know the facilities the amenities um you know the actual feel of the place is all great but the thing that sets it apart um from anywhere else is the kind of apartment style rooms that are more um more more apartments than they are a hotel room and the inclusion of the balcony mm. and how much that the it's the, the it's their USP. Let's just yeah, put it I mean, as plain as it is, it's their USP. Yeah, without it, it's just another um just any other kind of hotel in, in Vegas, isn't it, really? Yeah. And There's I know Cosmopolitan special. do have non balcony rooms. Um so it's not as if all of them have a balcony, but uh, if I was staying at the Cosmo and I wasn't given a balcony, I think I'd be kicking off big style because that, that to me, is mm. the reason for staying at Cosmo. Well, I don't um, think that we, we, we kind of would stay there if we didn't know that we were getting a, a balcony room. No. Like, would we? Which we, we just wouldn't, you know. And I think that says everything about how important they actually are, you know, because you can stay somewhere a lot kind of cheaper and in, a, in, in, a, in this, a similar location. Um, for you know, you know, and you won't really miss anything. You know, it it, it will be the, the the exact same experience. What I've heard about this is, you know, I mean, I, I mean, as you say, this this rumor comes up quite often, and I think that because MGM have just taken a, a control of it, and, and I think there's 
there's probably a little distrust about like MGM in terms of maybe cutting corners and, and kind of and all of this kind of thing. Um, I think that it makes it quite an easy target. But I think that a lot of this might be linked to Formula One, that the, the actual rumour might be that they are going to close them for the Formula One weekend. But how the, how on earth do you do that? Because because they want to add a fee onto it. Yeah, but you can't just close the balconies. I mean, you then well, then you would, can't lose those. Then you lose those rooms. They would they would like uh, essentially uh, like lock them for the weekend and then unlock them afterwards. Mm. Um, that's that that's one of the rumors that they want to you know like actually you know because obviously a lot of people have already paid a lot of money for these. With the assumption that well now I could watch the kind of race from this amazing view and from my own suite really you know yeah. um, and I think that a I think that they're a little bit concerned about you know people having you know huge parties in there um, like inviting loads of like people and yeah. and, 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 and 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 I think they actually want to want to upsell it a little bit you know in terms of um, in terms of getting people to pay this kind of fee to unlock the balcony for the race. But but as well, I mean, when, when we're talking about the whole jumpers thing, obviously the very, very bad time for that to happen would be in the middle of the uh, Formula One race. Yeah. You know, and, and especially from a safety point of view, you know, if you could kind of throw something over there onto the kind of track and, you know, so I can see, I can see it from that point of view as well. But I mean, the, the other thing that I read was that the real problem is hookers. That I've heard about that this. the Cosmo have a real a problem with um with with men taking hookers up to their room and then the hookers locking them out of their room on the balcony and then basically robbing them. But what yeah, I mean I get it, but I mean I mean personally if it was me I just wouldn't get a hooker, you know. <laughs> I think but, it's a very simple solution. But surely that would not happen enough for the Cosmo to lose their main selling point. That that can't be the truth. You, I can yeah. see some truth in the Formula One stuff about you know, right? We're going to lock them for a certain period of time, and it's a, you know, there's this surcharge, just going to be like you know a million dollars or whatever it is to get the uh, to get a balcony, and and I can completely see that. Mm. But um, I think if it was something they were looking at full time, I mean. What an absolute waste! I mean, yeah, would... I don't think that you would that you would give up something like that because a few men are basically stupid. Yeah, They're stupid enough to kind of fall for this. No, I know. Yeah. But um, anyway, that was one bit of news. Well, like I say, whether it's the truth, whether it's not, whether it'll come out, it's certainly if it is the truth, it is ridiculous mm. and. Um, We'll put it out there. I mean, unless they're plat, I was going to say unless the hands are forced by some kind of, you know, higher power in terms of some kind of health and safety. But that would have come up before now. It would well, have just suddenly that, come in. Yeah, I think that we can all agree that we kind of hope that this isn't going to happen. Um, yeah, I think obviously Vegas divides opinion quite a lot, but that's one thing that I think we can all agree on. Um, if I can, I'm going to take you next door. Right. Um, because they're going to renovate the rooms of the the spa tower of um, the thingy, the Bellagio, uh, the Bellagio, right? Um, and the the spending again. This will be linked to 
of Formula One because they're saying it's going to be ready in time for that. I think they're spending a hundred and ten million dollars, and it's going to be something like eight hundred rooms and a hundred suites, which are going to be fully renovated in that time. Um, now we haven't ever stayed there, have we? We haven't. Um, it's it's on the list, but we've always kind of wanted to do it. Well, it's definitely it definitely will happen this year, I think. Yeah, we we've um, we've always kind of there's just been other options. Either we've been on a budget. And the other options have been cheaper, so we've getting resort fees and extra, you know, credit and whatever else going elsewhere. Yeah. Or it just hasn't time sky time um mm. scale hasn't worked for us at the minute, so we haven't been there. But it's always on the list. Yeah, it's, but of course the the main tower rooms have already quite recently been like renovated, so they're obviously just kind of bringing the kind of spa tower up to to that kind of level. Yeah. Which, can only be a good thing, really. I've I've never really heard any bad things about Bellagio rooms. I've to never be honest, heard bad about it. Full stop. Yeah, I I know that I've seen people who've got like you know amazing suites, and I've seen people generally people who've got like a a, a fountain view, um whether they're intentionally or non intentionally, and they've mm. managed to get one. I've seen like they they post on, but I've never seen anybody criticizing the Bellagio I mean maybe I just haven't read everything that's out there but it's not something that you see regularly whereas mm. you do see it about other places you know you see a lot of um but it's nice that the continually I think the fact that they're continually developing and renovating these rooms just shows um the constant kind of demand the constant mm. um pressure to keep up standards the constant pressure to impress and win over um you know customers and clients from the all of the other hotels because as soon as one upgrades you think well well we've got to upgrade now and because mm. you can't be seen to be where the ones falling behind where they're the ones yeah. that are keeping up with competition and it, it's just a, a kind of constant pressure i think isn't it mm. for them to all outdo each other if I may, I mean, you just mentioned kind of like fountain views and stuff there. Um, how how important do you think a view from your hotel room is in Vegas? Now, it's funny, isn't it? Because, mm. you know, now I would say it's important, right? Right. Because I like to wake up on a morning, I like to open the blinds or the curtains or whatever else, and I like to see Vegas. I like to, I like it from the minute I open my eyes um seeing where i am seeing it all in front of us and you know and how beautiful and amazing it looks and i also like to see it before bed i like to <laughs> see it all lit up and i like and i like that and i think if i was in a room where i was where i couldn't see any of it if it was kind of a room that was purely looking at an airport or looking at you know something else and there was no part of the strip anyway um I think I'd, I would be disappointed because, yeah, I mean, it, it ultimately, because, you know, you, you kind of, you're going for the experience, you're going for the whole experience. And Vegas is not only just um, being there, it's the sights, it's the sounds, it's the feel, it's everything about it. Um, and I think I would be disappointed, but I know we've had various rooms. So we've had, um, you know, ones where we've seen, we have had ones where we've looked at like the T-Mobile arena, for example, rather than the strip. Um, we've had the one that we had at Venetian was actually, we were set back quite a bit. So we could only really see the mirage yeah. out of our window. We couldn't see anything else. We couldn't see the rest of the strip because we were kind of boxed in both sides, but we could see that. And I, I just know that I haven't enjoyed them rooms as much, even though the rooms have been brilliant. I haven't enjoyed them as much because I haven't felt 
as a part of Vegas and as of the Strip. Mm. But See, I'm, 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 I, I, I don't agree in terms of the view as all that important. I must say. I mean, I, I mean, I th- for me, it's one of those things which is nice, but I don't need it. I don't. I don't need it. Like it sounds like you know, like you do. I, I don't feel personally that I kind of lose anything at all if if we don't have one. I think the cosmos obviously like different because the balcony is a completely different animal there because on there you can actually go out on the balcony and immerse yourself in Vegas. You know, yeah. like you said with the with with the sounds like as well. Um, when I'm behind, kind of like uh, a window and just looking. At Vegas, yeah, it's it's nice. You know, I, I would prefer to look at it than not look at it. Um, but I, I don't think it really matters to me. Right. I really don't. Uh, from my point of view, I think it does matter to me more when we first arrive in Vegas. So, you know, in the first couple of days when you kind of want to get the full Vegas oomph, you know, and you want to kind of see it from all sides. I get what you're saying. I think the longer you're there it's less important and the more you kind of just use the room as a as just a somewhere to sleep and you know to doss and you don't want to think about it it becomes less important it's more my arrival kind of my initial and the first morning that i think it kind of feels important but after that i, I get what you're saying it's not as important then mm. if i had a room though that had like a view of like a wall or like you well, know, you, you did have one once, and you rejected it immediately. So. <laughs> I gave it thirty seconds, and then went no. You if did, I did, you, you didn't give it anywhere near thirty seconds. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, something like that. But I opened the curtain and went no, basically, and then we got moved. So um, I think if I had a horrendous view, it would actually spoil. It would, it would, it would, it would actually take something away from the holiday. So it would be different if I was only there one night and I was like, oh, I don't care about the view. But if you're going somewhere and you're there four or five nights minimum, and you kind of think, you know, every day as soon as I open that, all I'm going to see is like a, you know, like a back street or a kind of wall or a where the bins are or something like that. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what, this doesn't feel Vegasy to me. This doesn't feel special or like what i've traveled though you know over the other side of the world to, to look at some bins for like a week and i think i would have something to say about that yeah anyway um my other bit of news which was more um like i said not rumor it has happened but it's just more of a little bit of like is this really happening in the hotels and it, how widespread is it so the news was that um, we all know you do not touch the minibar, right? Mm, it's that's just rule number one. Rule number one: the comfy shoes and don't touch the minibar. Or kind of you don't even look at the <laughs> minibar for too long. Yeah, because you might, you know, inadvertently charge, get mm. charged for it or something like that. But yeah, you don't look at the minibar. Everybody knows the minibar is for emergency only. Well. The mini bar is for when you're too drunk to know better. That's yeah. the, the very point of the existence of them. Yes, exactly. But apparently, um, some hotels, so the one that's been um, talked about is Vidara, I think. Um, and basically, um, a guest has arrived and nowhere near the mini bar, absolutely nowhere near, just on the bench, um, on one of the surfaces, there's been two bottles of water and um, a packet of cookies. Mm. And they've just been left just on the end of a, a long kind of um, worktop. 
And so the guest has automatically thought, oh, these are like a little complimentary welcome gift into the room because they're not in the minibar. There's no thing. There's nothing around it. There's no bits of paper or card or menu or anything showing you this is what these will cost or anything like that. So the guest has, you know, you would, I would do the same. You would think, ah, okay, these are like a little, you know, a little token gesture or something, you know, nice. Even even at a high end, uh, one of the more high end places like Vidara. Yeah. Um, you would think that that's just something as a, you know, complimentary um, kind of gift as you go in as a guest. Mm. A nice touch, you might think. Oh, that's a nice touch. But apparently, so the guest drank the two bottles of water and ate the cookies throughout the stay. And then when they left, they noticed on their bill they were charged $24.95 for each bottle of water. So the two bottles of water were $24 each. And the cookies were like another $10 or $12 or something like that on top. And obviously the guest's gone, uh, hang on a minute, like what <laughs> What are these charges? And they've said, oh, it was for the, you know, the items in your room that you used. And, uh, you know, and it's a bit like, hang on a minute, like nobody told me these are, to, you know, to, to pay for. There was no notifications anywhere. There was not, nothing to, to let that guest know that these are chargeable. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I think I'm assuming the guest got his money back because he's kicked up a stink. I certainly would yeah. um, kick up a big stink about it. But is that really on? And is and are the are the hotels struggling that much, or are they, you know, that trying to be that kind of sneaky well, in getting some money? I think that the only possible reason why you would put them away from the kind of mini bar, you would put them in that. In, in a in a place where it looks like they've they've, they've just been left as a as a gift or or whatever. The only reason why you would do that is if you wanted to kind of fool people into eating them and uh, like drinking them. There's I can't think of any other reason why you would move them there. You know what I mean? So there must be it must be a very like like something that they've done on purpose. Yeah, it seems like it's an actual like it's been deliberate. Hmm. Because, like you say, why would you? I remember when we, um, the first time we ever went to Vegas, we stayed at the Aria, and there was the mini bar which had all the stuff on top. There were also items on the bench, if you remember. Mm. There was some. Well, there always is, isn't there? Yeah, there was some water and a few little yeah. things, but they were in a little kind of, like a little rack. Would you call it like a little, some kind of ornamental kind of thing that was on the on the top of the workbench and it had a little menu in it which said it had mini bar prices and the prices of that yeah and so that to me is fair enough you know yeah as long as you know what you're doing when you have eat these or drink these and you know and it's all kind of above board and you're happy with it and you 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 basically say well i know what i'm getting i know how much it's going to cost and whatever else but to have it on like a separate location away and to not have anything around it, it says you've got to pay for it. That is a deliberate attempt to yeah. fool the guest into extra charges. Yeah, which isn't really on. Maybe it's a result of every single person in every vlog or every Vegas guide ever in the whole world saying, do not use the minibar under any circumstances. But yeah, but the that only... the hotels are going, oh, hang on a minute, nobody's using the minibar yeah, at no, all. We need to only, find something else. The only reason why... Everybody says, "Do not touch a thing like minibar," is because the hotels ludicrously overcharge for it. 
Yeah. And, 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 and this has often been a, a, like something which has annoyed me, you know, because there have been times in when I've when I've been in the room and I've been thinking, you know, I'd love a bit of water or something or, or you know, just a, a kind of snack. And if it was a reasonable cost, even, you know, somewhere like a Walgreens or, you know, something, you know, and I would actually use it, they would get that money off me. And yet yeah. instead, I'm going out of the hotel, I'm going to like Walgreens or what have you, and, I'm, and they're getting it instead. So yeah. I don't understand, and I've literally never understood this, why they're actually rejecting this or something, because I'm not the only one who, was, who would be like that. Yeah. Everybody well, would. Again, a lot of the guides, a lot of the advice for people is not only steer it from the minibar, but one of the top tips that anybody passes around to um, Vegas visitors is make a stop off at a Walgreens or a CVS exactly. and stock up your room. And it's one of the top tips that people give out. But like you say, it comes to the point sometimes where it's it's just greed, isn't it? Because you could easily put a two, say they put a 200% markup on stuff, right? Mm. So say an average bottle of water is what, $1.50 or $2 if you buy it at, you know, one of these um, CVSs or whatever. And say they charge $6, right? So it's still, you know, over 200, you know, 200, 250% markup on on what it is. People would buy it because they'd be like, you know what, it's worth the walk. I'm not, it's worth my legs, saving my legs. I'll have that for $6. But if you whack it on there for $25, then people are going to say, you know what, I'm not, I'm not paying that. Mm -hmm. So, like you say, if they kind of met us in the middle and came down a bit more, then it would be more usable and and more accessible. And they would get a lot more money out of it, probably because, uh, but it's just, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, is it greed? Is it, um, I don't, I don't know. Do, do they make loads of money from it? So they go, you know what? We don't have to. There's enough high rollers out there that don't care how much everything costs in they that mini bar. I don't know. They can't make much money out of it. They, I mean, I, I, I just can't imagine how anybody would be, you know, stupid enough to use I it. I mean, I suppose ultimately if you are a high roller, you would get all that free anyway. They would just well, see exactly, everything in the yeah. mini bars free. So well, I mean, you do a, wonder yeah, who, who uses it. That, you know, I mean... I mean, we give so much money to these like places. I mean, I mean, we don't pay resort fees often, like anymore. Um, but you know, we kind of have done, and you know, we only don't pay it because we've earned it through, you know, the amount that we actually that we actually pay. So it's not like we're getting something for now. It's 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 you know, it's something that we've earned. It's you know, they still get our like money now. Would it kill them just to put a couple of a complimentary bottles of water? their fee as part if now else of the resort fee yeah you know i mean would it actually kill them to actually do that is that something that we should be able to expect i mean we were talking on them like last week's a podcast how we have to adjust our expectations on them to you know in terms of they are having difficulty with staff and all of this yeah um and yet with something like this i think that it would be quite a reasonable expectation to say you know there are a couple of a complimentary bottles of water for you in your room when yeah. you like arrive and and then like say and just don't take the mick out of people when you know an overcharging you know 25 for a bottle of water you know 15 for a bag of crisps or chips or, or whatever they're called there you know it's it's, it's absolutely you know it, it's exploitative i think 
Yeah. And, you know, it can't actually cost them any more to kind of stock these items than it does a kind of Walgreens over the road. It just can't do, you know? No. Well, they would buy in bulk, wouldn't they? So, exactly, they would, yeah. you know, there would be, yeah. So, you know, they could, they could actually make a lot of, like, money and and keep the guests happy. But for some reason, they've thought, well, no, we're just going to take the piss out of them instead. I know when we've stayed at Plaza, they've put a couple of, because obviously mm. you get a fridge at Plaza in the suite that we've stayed in, and they've put a few bottles of water in for you when and, you arrive. And when you phone down and ask them for some more, they'll bring some more up for you. Yeah, and I mean, know. they're just, they're the small little bottles and the, the branded Plaza and whatever. They're not the big Fiji waters, you know, that everybody loves. But, hey, at the end of the day, if you just want a bottle of water before you go to bed or first thing in the morning, they, they do the trick. But, yeah, you, you do just... Um, uh, yeah, you wonder are they are they kind of what is it cutting their nose off to spite their face or shooting yeah. themselves in the foot or something with it? Because if they had more of a reputation of being affordable and accessible, you know you do get the munchies, and mm-hmm. and certainly when you know the the late night snack options aren't as varied as they used to be pre-COVID. You know, you you would maybe think, oh, we'll just have that bag of nuts or their <laughs> chips or something back at the, the room and they'll tie us over. But you, yeah. you wouldn't now. You'd be like, now nah, we'll, we'll walk another, you know, <laughs> three mile to get a snack rather than go back to the room and pay that money for that yeah. minibar uh, item. So, yeah, you do you do wonder whether it yeah. just whether it backfires on them ultimately. I just don't understand it. Like I say, I, I think that I'm... I'm quite. I mean, I think I would say that I'm one of the more reasonable ones in in trying to to understand the kind of the the problems that the hotels are kind of having and and trying to see everything from like their point of view rather than something that we should be actually getting. But on this one, I don't understand it. I've never I never have been able to understand it. I never will understand it. The thing is, though, I mean, yeah, this is this is us talking about generally the mini bars and the prices and whatever else, but. If what this what Vidara has done in this circumstances is actually quite underhand, mm. it's it's sneaky, it's underhand, it's it's um it's a con basically. Mm. It's it's actually trying to con the guests, and I, it's not a good look. Put it that mm. way. It's just it's not really a good not. look, is it? Yeah. But anyway, um, I've got one more very small piece of news, um, which is that they finally found a location for this ballpark for the Uh, athletics baseball team, which is now, obviously they've been talking about uh, Tropicana Mm -hmm. sites. They were looking at a site um, kind of behind uh, Planet Hollywood, I think, kind of near up um, by like Ellis Island. They've also looked at sites on the north end of the Strip. Now it's not going to be on the Strip at all. Oh, really? It's going to be up by somewhere close to the Allegiance Stadium. Right. Switch, you know. I mean, I I can't imagine I would ever go to a baseball match when I'm in Vegas anyway. So personally, I'm quite pleased it's kind of being put out of the way. But I, I mean, the Allegiant would still be classed as the Strip, is it not? Well, I, don't I would so. still it's... class. I would still class the Allegiant. I mean, it's it's you know it's walking distance to Mandalay and uh, Delano. Yeah, but, but only because they've built a like a walkway over the like interstate. Yeah. So, you know, it's literally on another major road. You've got to cross yeah. another major road to actually get there. I suppose. But it makes sense for them to put this other stadium around there because, obviously, 
that's uh, you know there's gonna there's a lot of footfall and there's gonna be kind of more more things happening there as well. So mm. it does make sense. I I would probably be up for a baseball game. You know, you know, I just I, yeah, I like sports generally, and I I would just quite like to experience something. That's, like that. I think that's because you don't know how long baseball matches. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I I mean I know from knowing you that you're not going to be willing to give up an entire day of Vegas to sit watching. But is it not just like Field of Dreams, the film? No. (laughs) There were, what, what, nine innings or something in it? Is there not just like loads of baseball players that come out of fields and then it's really exciting and stuff? Well, yeah, but it happens for like, you know, 12 hours or something. Oh, right, okay, yeah. I'm not sitting still for 12 hours. (laughs) Maybe maybe not that long. I'm not an expert. I just know that it's long and probably from a kind of a British sports fan's point of view, quite boring. No, but that's like the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl goes on for like six hours, doesn't it? Yeah, but there's like there's there's, there's fun things happening there. Though, I, to be fair, I do like the Super Bowl now that I've understand the game a bit more. Um, we we watched a few. Um, what were they called on Netflix? Uh, Last chance, you. Last chat was yeah. Last chance, you all about like the young American footballers coming through the college teams, and um, I actually learned about the game then and in <laughs> all the different positions and and um and so I, I actually really enjoyed the Super Bowl this time because I knew I knew what was going on. Whereas previously I've just been going, why is it why is each team got two sets of teams? I don't <laughs> I don't understand it. And why do they keep swapping? Uh, but now I got it. I get it. So yeah. Anyway, I would. I, I think I probably would, but maybe it would have to be right. Let's just go for two hours and then come away. I think. I think maybe if I was doing a like a two week holiday, I might yeah. think, oh yeah, I could spare a bit of time, or you know, if, if I was doing like four or five Vegas trips in a in a year, I might then. But you know, it's not a sport that I know much about. It's certainly not a sport that I love, and I think to to sit through anything for that amount of time, you, you have to love it. Yeah. I've actually never been to a basketball game either. Basketball, again, I actually think it's quite fun, but only the last kind of three minutes of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite expensive to pay for a three-minute game. I just, I mean, for me, it all looks the same for the kind of rest where, you know, people are just wandering backwards and forwards and the hoya ball through the hoop and then I know but but when you've when you've lived a life of watching football and sitting through like boring nil nil draws or like one nils, you know, in the pouring rain and you know the the idea, I mean for years, and the the idea of you know, a really kind of high energy, like lots yeah. of points being scored, it's it's quite a nice thought. No, 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 I don't think it is because I think that, you know, you've gone from one extreme there to the other. <laughs> Which is, you know, I mean, okay, so we kind of find it hard to kind of see one goal in this. Let's 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 go somewhere, something where you see like two hundred points scored. <laughs> yeah, it's like, maybe. no, I mean, just find something in the middle if that's what you need. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I suppose we're getting into sports here. But yeah, me, we are. We're, we're taking a bit, bit, a few detours here, but yeah. But for me, I think the sport is enhanced when scoring is more difficult because it. It creates those kind of moments. Yeah. Whereas when if someone's scoring every kind of like twenty seconds, it just kind of takes the the the, the kind of moments out of it. I think it's good for eating, though, isn't it? Because you know, in football, you can guarantee that if you go to get a, something to eat, or you go and get a, a, a you know a, a cup of tea, or you go to the toilet, you'll miss the one goal of the match. <laughs> 
Whereas I think in basketball, it doesn't matter. You can go get hot dogs and nachos and popcorn and whatever you want to get. You come back, you say, ah, oh, just see another goal in a few minutes. Yeah. So it's all right. I think I think I'll stick to me uh, me football and me ice hockey and me mm. kind of crickets. I think. Okay. Anyway, right. So I think have we covered the the main news? Yes, I think we've covered excessive amount of news. Um, I invited you this week because you were you were having a little moan last week that you know I spring these things on you. You do. You having to think about it. So I invited you to turn the tables this week. And and for you to decide what we're going to talk about in this bit and not necessarily have to tell me. And you decided to do what? Well, no, the, I, I agreed. I, I, I jumped so at the chance. So what are we going to talk about then? No, I jumped at the chance originally. And then work took over. Uh-huh. And, and then, bearing in mind, we're recording the podcast later than we normally do because we've been so busy with work. And then today when we said we were going to record it, I said, you know what, I just haven't thought of anything. Mm. <laughs> so just, and my just brain's so... just not been with it. It's been all over the place. So I, so I did get offered, hands up, I did get offered to choose the subject this week. And I have failed miserably. Yes, you have, you have. But I just want everybody to know, I, I am offering her the opportunity. She is just declining. Just, Therefore, no, I didn't. I just I just didn't meet my own expectations. <laughs> really? Yes. You fell, you fell short of your I own expectations. I fell short of my own of yourself, wow. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> what, we're gonna, what I'm going to ask you this week, okay, I'm going to ask you about stupid stuff that people do in Vegas. Right. Specifically, gambling superstitions. Ah, okay. Because I find it really funny, I've got to say, when people say, I'm too scared to put this 50 in a machine. Mm-hmm. I find that funny because it's ridiculous. You know, I'm, you know me, I'm, I'm a man of science. I kind of, I, I can't for the life of me conceive of something Something which you know that there's this luck thing that you know there's this curse on all fifty dollar notes and all of this. Um, so what? Where do you stand on this in terms of gambling superstitions? Well, I know we. I read the whole fifty dollar thing, and you know what? I thought. I think like most people do, they kind of think, "Do I believe that? Do I not believe that?" And then they just kind of think, "You know what? Why would I risk it?" You know what I mean? Like, if, if there is kind of a, a, you think, if you've got the choice, don't take 50s. If it's, it's not Hang a case on a minute, of... but is that not just how they actually get you, though? Because if everybody's doing that and thinking, well, you know, I'm just going to do it just in case. I'm going to yeah. play along with it just in case. No, but if somebody says to you, it's unlucky to walk under a ladder, right? Do you just go, I don't care, I'm going to walk into a ladder yes, anyway? Or absolutely. do you just go, you know what, I'm just going to avoid this ladder in case? I don't, I'm, it's not that I buy into the superstition necessarily. It's not like I'm going to, you know, that I don't tell other people they shouldn't. But if I'm just, if I have a choice of walking under the ladder or walking around the ladder, am I going to take the walking around? Like, yes, I'm going to take it, see, just I'm, in case. I'm completely different, as you know, because if somebody tells me not to like do something, chances are I'm going to do it. But this is funny because I ordered some trainers um, like a week ago, two weeks ago, and I ordered them online and I was in a work meeting and I was sat in the dining room table and I was in a, a Teams meeting or a Zoom meeting or something. And Michael, the door went and Michael went and get the, the door and he came in and he like just held the box up while I was at the meeting. So I just kind of nodded and he went and put the box 
on the table opposite us and out he, he went to put it down and immediately I shooed him <laughs> away from putting them on the table because it's unlucky to put new shoes on the yeah, table. But who says it's unlucky? <laughs> right. Me mum. Okay, but where who told her? Me nana. Okay, who told her? Where me, did this start? <laughs> me me great nana. I don't I don't know where it started, but the thought of you putting new shoes on this table just I didn't like it. It made me feel very uncomfortable. And I just needed you to move the shoes and put them on the chair instead. It's just ridiculous. It's absolutely <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> so what, I, what I'll do is I'll say it when we went... So going back to the 50s in uh, the $50 in Vegas. So for people who don't know, apparently it's unlucky to put 50s in a machine. That's the word. If you go on, uh, you know, very Vegas, various Vegas forums or whatever, social media, they'll say, oh, 50s are unlucky. So I think we talked before about how we went to Vegas for the first few times and didn't gamble. So I think it was our first gambling trip where we went knowing our head right. We we've learned. We've the bridger has taught us. We know how to gamble now. We know what we're looking for. We kind of said, right, let's take a gambling budget for the first time. So we went, and I remember we went to get the currency, and she said, um, she said, "Oh, how do you want it?" And we were like, "Oh, hundreds, and you know, mostly hundreds." Uh, some 20s, uh, 10s and 5s and stuff for tips and things like that. And um, she went, oh, we haven't got a lot of hundreds, but we've got a load of 50s. And I remember just looking and looking at Michael like, oh, <laughs> like, like, oh. and I, I remember saying to the woman, um, oh, I didn't really want 50s. And then Michael was like looking at us. And so I did... I had, you know, I did, but I, it didn't stop me from getting it. It wasn't like I suddenly said, you know what, doesn't matter, we'll go elsewhere. I just got the 50s and then we just dealt with it and we just put the 50s in. We just dealt with it. We just we, dealt, you know, we dealt with it. What did we deal with exactly? We dealt with the fact that we were de- betting with 50s. But what I'll say is, I can't, I, you know, it's, it didn't stick in my head. I didn't suddenly go, oh, that was a terrible gambling trip because we used 50s. And then the next one, we didn't use 50s and it was a brilliant gambling trip. So it, it clearly made no difference. It was just more of a psychological thing. <laughs> but it's like people, I, I mean, I suppose some people say the whole maxed out major thing is a bit of a, maybe not a superstition, but maybe more of a routine, that you would go with the maxed out major rather than a one that yeah, I'd wasn't say that's, I'd say that's just more good sense. Yeah. So that's basically, if the major's going to go, you would rather get the 1,000 major yeah, than the plus, 400 or the 600 plus, major. Plus you know that it's been a long time since that major has been awarded. Yeah, but so it's that... I you know, would probably but... think that there's probably more chance... Of that being awarded before one well, of the ones. Well, you say that, went. but then you know that that doesn't work like that in principle. So you know it doesn't because it. You know you can sit on a maxed out major, and you can see sometimes you go to a casino, you'll go to a you stay at a hotel, and you you walk in and you'll spy a maxed out major, and you go right, I'm playing on that, and then the next day, so say you play on it, and you don't win, you don't get it. The next day you see loads of people playing out. The next day you see loads of And it, you'll go home at the end of that 10 days and it's still not won. And yet the one beside it, there's only 500 or 600, has been won about four times. So mm. I, yeah, I don't but, necessarily buy in this whole, it's, good, it's, it's, it's ready to go. No, but the other thing with that, though, is that, is that you know, you've, your odds of winning a major are the same on whichever machine you're on. Mm-hmm. At, at best, you know, the, it's always going to be the the the, 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 the same. 
So you might as well play the one. A hundred percent, I get that. You might as well if you're going to have it. You might as well, but it doesn't mean that that one's going to pop earlier than the the lower one. I mean, the the dragon make major we got was what six hundred. Mm. And I think there was ones that were higher along that, but we just sat in that one because it was, you know, we were comfortable in it and whatever else. And so I, I don't know, but it's, it's like the whole, the pots thing and the, the firecrackers and the pig and the, it's a bit like, you know, some people will only play it if, you know, it's, it's a certain size or you know, it's looking a certain way or something like that. And yet we've sat at a. At a um, dance and drums before and the pot has been empty and we've questioned I've seen it on a vlog we've questioned oh is this this pot isn't very full will we will we move machines will we not and we've said oh no we've got drinks coming we'll just do it and the pot's closed like 10 spins later and it's been like you know what we would have if we if we'd listened if we'd thought about it we would have we might have moved and said no let's go for a fuller pot it makes no difference <laughs> so what superstitions would you say that you have um well it's funny because if you look at we had one i mean this just shows how bad we are with gambling we would i would say we've only had one really successful gambling trip ever where we we basically brought back the full uh, bankroll that we took um the rest of it we've either come back with nothing or we've come back with like a half or we've come back with you know a fifth or whatever else of our bankroll but the one where we brought back um our full bankroll was the one, and I'm not saying this is linked in any possible way, right? But I'm just putting it out there. It was the one that I kept taking the Tito out and putting a fresh hundred in. <laughs> <laughs> so we would hit a bonus and I would, I, it would, you know, we'd get a, you know, if we put a hundred dollars in, if it went like above 200 or something like that, I'd be like, I'm just going to take that Tito out and we'll put the another hundred in because I keep, ex I know on the vlogs, I keep explaining because I keep thinking it looks like, so I think we were on uh, Wild Wild Buffalo and we've gone to like $800 winnings. And then on the next vlog, we were down to like 80, 80, you know, it looked like we were on $80. And I was thinking people are going to think we played that down we you know we've lost 400 dollars playing this so i keep explaining on the vlog by the way this isn't we haven't lost that i keep taking the tito out and putting 100 in and i'm not saying it's a superstition it's certainly not something i do all the time but and we've we've asked um people about this slot experts haven't we um we've asked them about you know does it make a difference and they all just well we've actually had misleading things one person said no makes zero difference like it makes no difference the same as if are you playing with your card or not with your card makes no difference in terms of when that machine's going to hit because it's all just on the random number generator and it's purely timing so it doesn't make no difference what you're actually doing with your card whether you're playing on free play whether you're playing on um, a Tito, whether you're playing on cash, makes zero difference whatsoever. But you, I think you have your own little, sometimes you have your own little, oh, I, I, I like to put 100 in, or, oh, I only like to start on 20. Or, people have just little superstitions, don't they? Mm. And they think that that works for them. I mean, I don't, you know, I mean, I mean, I'll see, I mean, just to go back to what you said there about the, you're taking out um, Tito's, by the way, because what people don't see on the vlog is that although she takes out the actual thing she then makes me go and get the kind of cash for it so it's not like she's, she takes out then off she kind of goes she takes it out hands it to me then makes me go and really stand in a line to kind of get the actual cash well that's you've got to be useful for something <laughs> but anyway i for me 
Sorry, if anyone can hear that, by the way, it's the dog, I think, walking around. Yeah, she's wondering. Um, for, for me, gambling comes down to one thing and one thing only, and which is you've got to be sat in the right seat at the right time, and that's it. You may be able to hear the dog panting in the background, so apologies, that's that's her, not me. But yeah, you're right. It, it is about sitting in the right seat at the right time. That's all but it is. I mean, I know, I know there are little edges that you can get, you know what I mean? I know that there is in terms of maybe maybe having a kind of a sense or, or, or the experience to know um, when a bonus is going to go, when a machine's gone dead, all of that. I know that there are all of these little things which can maybe make a slight like difference. Well, there's these ones, isn't there, where they tell you it's got to pop before a certain time. It's mm. got to, you know, the like the buffaloes where they've got like the little the little thing and it says this has got to go by, you know, once it's reached. And if you get close enough to that, that's, that's like a haunted house. It's the dog <laughs> coming in and out the doors. She's anyway, arrived in here now. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. We heard the creak. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, I think... Um, I completely lost my train of thought there. Sorry, <laughs> completely. You were went. talking about the um, there's there's like some machine like ah, it well, tells you where to pop. Yeah. So obviously, there's loads of little um things out there where you can you can keep an eye on that and you can kind of say right, that's gonna pop then or that you know whatever else you kind of know in about twenty spins, thirty spins, that's got to go. Hmm. But there's still no guarantee when that pops that the bonus is any good. <laughs> you know, there's still we all know what Buffalo's like. You might be yeah. sat there for an hour with retriggers, but you might still end up with four dollars at the end of the day. Um yeah. so yeah, there's 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 loads of things like that. I'm trying to think of the I think there's some people like sitting on the end of a row rather than the middle of a row. You know, if you've got like the row of um casino slots. So hmm. some people say I always go for an end. Um, I know when we originally were gonna when we looked at starting gambling in Vegas, I looked at like, you know, how do you pick your slot? Because we were totally overwhelmed, like we said a million times, totally overwhelmed by the casino. So I was looking online, like, how do you even pick your slot? Like where, you know, where do you start? And there was a load of things saying, like, you know, go for the most obvious slot, the one that's on an end or that's on like being positioned in a corner or something, because the casino make them set them to win more often because they're really visible and they're going to draw a crowd and blah and it's all nonsense it is it's all complicated. <laughs> you know and it's but i bought into it initially so i what remember do you mean, when what do you mean initially you literally said a day that you you, you still do uh, no i'm no i didn't you see, I, the superstitions like the you know walk under a ladder and Oh yeah, but no. What I'm saying is, this was it. This was it. Wasn't superstitions. It was kind of it was advice. They were advising you like go to one on a corner or go to one on an end because you've got more chance of going. And you know when you realise when you've been gambling yourself for a bit that it's just totally not a nonsense. But at the time, I read it and thought, right, we need to pick one that's on an end, or we need we need to <laughs> we need to pick a machine that's really visible. And if you remember, Michael, the first time we gambled in the venetian and then we, we stuck 50 dollars in i think and that was it we went to a one that was on it was a massive machine and it was right it visible was a, a wheel of fortune it was a wheel and it was really visible and it was the one that because i thought i've picked this <laughs> I've, i know what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> and picked it so it was like we were sat right where there was like a main walkway and i was thinking right we're going to win big here and there's going to be crowds and you know whatever else and of course you put your 50 dollars in 
I think I actually think we won on that and we left with eighty dollars and we felt like we were on top of the world. We were like, woohoo, <laughs> we haven't lost those fifty dollars. But, but when you said a fifty, was it a fifty that you put in or was it, you know, two twenties and a ten? <laughs> God oh. knows. I don't think I I don't think I thought about it at that point. <laughs> Um, oh, can you think of any other superstitions then? I can't really think of any. Uh, you know, I think that they're all very personal to the people who have them. Yeah. I don't think that there are many which are which are universal. Yeah. I think everybody has their own little ones. Which, I think know. some people will have, they like to go to a start at a casino first or mm. they like to start their night at a certain machine. Um, what about the whole, you know, if a machine's been good to you once? I know we talked a little bit about this with Simon South, didn't we? Where he I said, it was Max as well that we. Was um, it? Yeah. Where I know Simon South said if he'd been to a machine that had done well, oh, maybe it mean been Matt. If they'd yeah. been to a machine that had done well for him, he didn't like to go back to it because he felt mm. like it would almost spoil it if it didn't do well for him. Well, he said, and and, and actually we found this as well um, on our last two trips, that if a machine is good to you on one trip, the, it always feels like it's bad to you on the next one. Yeah. And we found that with, you know, Huff and Puff and, and Wild Wild, a buffalo and, and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, whether that's just maybe your expectations have been raised and then the reality can't really meet them, can't, re- can't really match them after that, I, I, I don't know. But I, I certainly know that we couldn't hit a thing on Huff and Puff. Oh, I my f- goodness. I know. And, and yeah, yet, the trip that, before, we couldn't stop winning on it. The, the trip before, we won three over 400 bonuses on it. Yeah. And some of it was free play that we were playing. It was kind of, it, it was ridiculous. Mm. And then last time we were so excited to play the um, the new Buffalo, the uh, not the Buffalo, the, the Huff, and, Huff and More Puff. And it was horrendous. We could not get the bonus. Like mm. we, we just played and played and played for so long and just could not get the bonus. Yeah. And it was ridiculous. But it's funny about Wild Wild Buffalo because... We obviously had a really nice win on it, and it was. And I love those machines, and I'm not a Buffalo fan generally, but I love those Wild Wild Buffalo. Something about the way they look, the way they feel, the way they sound. I love the aesthetics of them, the the glaze on it. I love the colours. Um, I just, it's just one of those machines that I just, from the minute I saw them when we walked in Plaza that that time, it was the first time I'd ever seen them, and we hadn't seen them on anyone's vlogs before that or anything. It was the first time we saw them. And it just got me. And I was like, I have to play this machine. I just have to play it. And then, of course, two nights in a row, it gave us massive bonuses and massive wins. So mm. not only was it something that I just thought was looked amazing and I, and I loved playing it, it was also really good to us. And, and and so then the next time we went, I was like, right, I've got to play this. And I wanted to sit on the exact machine. I wanted it to be the one on the far right because that's what we won on. And we couldn't. There was somebody on it and we had to sit on the far left. And that felt wrong. It just, I was like, no, I want to sit on that one. And then, I mean, we got, I think we got a, a decent bonus out, one decent bonus out of it, but the rest we didn't. And at the time when I was playing it, I was kind of like, oh, like I felt like it was taking away what we got from it from the time before. I felt like almost, like, oh, it's ruining my memory of it. And um, anyway, we we didn't play it. I think we only played it that once. And then we didn't play it for the rest of the holiday because I, I think for that reason, we were like, let's not go back. But now, when I think of Wild Wild Buffalo, like I just desperately want to play it, like because I, I still got the good vibes. I don't think I don't think we played it enough to get the bad vibes to to sour the original mm. 
niceness. So where, you know where I mean? do you stand? I mean, how do you extend this in, in terms of casinos that you win at and lose at? Um, do you want to go back to the ones that you've won at? Do you think that this is a lucky casino for me and an unlucky one? Or, or do you think it makes no difference? Yeah, I see. I think it makes a massive difference, and I, and I don't know how, and I don't know why, and I know you say you're a man of science, and you are generally, um, but I do not. I cannot explain it. It's like what Matt said about you know you when you walk into a place and you feel like that I'm I'm home here and and I feel comfortable, and you kind of walk over like Billy Big Bollocks, and you you know what I mean, and all of a sudden you get a bonus, and you whether it's just the self-fulfilling prophecy of, you know what I mean, you kind of, you're, you're much more positive and maybe you're, you're a bit riskier with the bets. And I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, but we certainly know, and, you know, I'll touch wood for, you know, when we're next there that this doesn't go bad for us. But we certainly know that we, we've hit Lucky and Mandalay nearly every time we've played at Mandalay Bay. Mm. But that, that run can't possibly continue. Yeah, 100%. But we know we've hit many bonuses in many different machines. And, uh, you know, we've had hours on the Dragon Link machines there. And, and, you know, there was that one time where we were hitting a bonus every five spins. It just kept <laughs> it just kept paying and paying and paying. And we were, like, totally co- confused by it. But then we, we've hit on Miss Kitty in there. We've hit on Huff and Puff there. We've hit on Regal Riches there. We've just hit on so many machines <laughs> in Mandalay. Um, that you know, I can't help but get when I think of Mandalay, I get a massively good feel about it, and mm. and I feel lucky, and I feel positive, and um, but is it not just there's this there's this frame of reference, isn't it? Um, there's this kind of feel that they say loads of research has been done in science that if you generally feel that you're a lucky person, then more what they would I'm putting two fingers up here like not not two fingers like nasty but like quotation marks that you feel like a luckier person and what they say is that basically people who feel lucky um open themselves up to more opportunity so they'll see things that people who feel unlucky won't they'll see opportunities they'll see openings they'll say no um, I mean I'm not having this at all I'm no not, it's scientific no Michael. it's not it it's is. Not, that's what I'm not having right it because, is it's science no it, to me the, what this this sounds like is what do they call it confirmation bias right no that no. Inter- no no that it's all about your perception that if you think this hotel is lucky for me, and then or this casino is lucky for me, and then you win in it, it confirms what you already thought, and it and it reinforces that that that, that perception that the that the casino is lucky for you. It's just confirmation bias. It's not a case of I'm going to think that I'm lucky, therefore I'm going to be lucky. No, I'm not talking about gambling necessarily with the lucky thing. I'm not not specifically talking gambling. I'm talking about just the general... It has, honestly, you have to look it up. It's been proven. There's I, been scientific studies <laughs> done that people who... They've, they've done, like, research, so they've, they've done questionnaires. Do you consider yourself lucky or unlucky? Why do you consider yourself lucky? Why do you con- And they've done, like, loads of research, and then they've sent them down, like, a street... Right, they've sent them down like a, a just a, an ordinary street, and on that street, there's been the exact same things happen. Right, so there's maybe a fiver on the floor that's been dropped, or there's maybe a um, a lottery ticket that's like flown past them or stuck on it or something. They've they've thrown various things in the way. There's maybe a puddle, and you know they could get splashed if they go close to it or something like that. There's a load of little markers along the street, and the people who feel lucky see 
the opportunities and the say the things and the people who feel unlucky don't. Well, listen, so I'm not talking about gambling. I'm just maybe listen, talking about more I'm, that feel of it being lucky. Just so you know, I, I'm also sticking up two fingers right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I'm not quoting anything. Um, Honestly. Listen, right, I, just to, think, I just no, think that... Listen, people have to back me up here. If you know about this study, if you've read oh about it, if God. you know about it, you need to back me up here because I, I wouldn't care, but I'm talking science and usually he likes Lindsay, to talk science. All I'm learning from this is, and it's something that I already know, is that you and I have a very different idea of what <laughs> science is. A very, very different. The amount of hippie nonsense that you just spouted. <laughs> no, honestly, it's absolute, I don't know how you've got the bloody nerve. Right, I'm going to find the research. Oh, God, this could take a while. It won't even mean anything when you do. Yes, it will. Oh, my God. If no. I throw science at you, you've got to respect it. Only if I acknowledge it as science, and no one's going to acknowledge this as science. Right. Well, when we're not on the podcast, I'm going to go and look it up, and then I'm going to, I'm going to um, show you what it's about. But anyway, that doesn't take it back to superstition. I, I think it is. There is, I mean, we know there's just some casinos we have never hit at. But in all fairness, when you think about it, they're also the casinos you avoid the most. Well, exactly. So yeah. you put the le- the least money in, so you give yourself the least chance of winning there. Yeah. So you confirmation know, I, bias again. Yeah, so. I, 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 no, I'm not saying that that's not a thing. I was just saying that wasn't what I was talking about before. But yeah, there's there's certain casinos like you know we'll highlight Paris as one like. We just don't win in Paris. We've never won in the link. We don't win in the link. We don't win in Paris. But we very rarely bet there. We don't win in Circa. I've never seen anybody win in Circa. We don't win in Circa, yeah. Um, but, you know, we do But we do win in Mandalay. We do win in Cosmo. We do win in Plaza. Um, we have won in Aria. Um, have we? Yeah. Remember that night that we were on that magma and we just kept winning and winning and winning? Oh, uh, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily call that particularly special winning though we've won in bellagio we've won in park um so we you know we've got ones where you kind of you if you, if you feel like i can win in here it does just give you more of a positive vibe yeah, but... whereas if you walk in thinking i've never won in here and i never will <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like... that's because as you've said you, you don't hang around in those ones yeah we don't don't. Ex- if, if you expect to win somewhere or you know that you can win somewhere you just, you'll sit there and you'll play them a lot longer. If I stick a hundred in Paris and walk out with a hundred, I feel like I've won the lottery. <laughs> if I don't just lose my money instantly, and then um, in Paris or Link or even Harrah's, we we've never really been lucky in Harrah's. I mean, this is not science. And no, you're not listening to me. But I am. I'm just kind of thinking back to what you said. I'm 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 struggling. To overcome in my mind, the, I am going to provide the tidal evidence wave of, of that. that you no, I'm not. I'm going to provide evidence. <laughs> provide evidence. And you are, and you are going to have to eat your words, oh Michael. Oh my God! Dear <laughs> me. Shall we get to some um, the Vegas sound? Because I'm curious to know now whether you're going to continue to you know pretend that you don't know what it is to try and protect my feelings or whether I've annoyed you so much in the last hour that you now think, screw him, I'm going to make him... Michael, right, you live with me, you know me. Would I do anything to protect your feelings? <laughs> you make a solid point. Yeah, now, exactly. You see, now, incidentally, that's science. Experimentation <laughs> and proving and a conclusion. Right? That, that is science. I can respect that. Um, 
So we'll play it again. Play it again the three times without talking. Let me. I'm going to close my eyes and concentrate. Right, I I don't recognise it, right? Mm-hmm. But because I said this last week, and it's more of a... And last week I said that the click, click, click reminded me of pinball, right? Yes. And because I said last week that the... Uh, last week the click, click, click was followed by like a room. And I said the room wasn't the pinball sound. And I said the pinball was more of a ping pong sound. So the, what you're playing to me is a click, 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 and then a more of a ping pong so I, I literally don't have a clue, but the only thing that I've got to grasp at is you saying it's more of an old school and you, and the click, click, click and the but, ping pong. So but I, I do feel duty-bound to point out that I, I did specifically state it's not a three-wheel, three-reel mechanical game. Well, I know that, but I can't think of a retro game that isn't three-wheel mechanical game. I, see, I think you've gone too much. Think I think you're thinking proper... Proper old school. All I said was, it's been in Vegas for as long as we have been. Um, Don't hear it once more. Yeah, go on then. Ah, it's annoying. (laughs) No, no. Now, what you've got to listen for, right? Isn't the click, 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 and the ding dong? It's it's what's happening behind that. Which Here is this? Okay. Now, if you listen very careful, there's a certain rhythmic kind of African drum in the background there. <laughs> Why are you listening to? That's not what I'm listening to. But there is, trust me, there is. Because what that game is, it's the it's the wheel. On Tarzan. Oh my word! It's you know when you're in the like the a bonus on it, and every win that you get is multiplied by the wheel. So that was the wheel spinning, and the the ding dong is where it kind of settles on the times two. How many is... times have we played Tarzan? We we got our first ever major on it. Yeah, but how many times have we played it? Um, well, do you want the uh, the the actual answer? I'll tell you the actual answer. Okay, you, three times. Yes, you are wrong, as I suspected. Four <laughs> times. We played it three times. It's four times. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I will not be upset that I didn't get that because well, you should be. You should uh, be. I, I, no. Why couldn't you just play us like the bum bada bum bada bum bada bum? <laughs> then I would have got it from that. <laughs> Why don't you just because, play something because, that makes sense? Because I don't know the sound that you've just made. <laughs> the one where you, you know, where he's where he's kind of, you know, where Tarzan's, you've won something, and it's like a bum ba da bum ba da bum Is that what you were doing, right? Yeah. I thought you were starting off on the like uh, a buffalo, no, tune or something. Just <laughs> give me something that makes sense, please. I did listen to it no. again. It's so obvious. Even now that I know what it is, it still makes no sense to me. And there's no rhythmic, rhythmic (laughs) African drum. 
I, I, I promise you there is a rhythmic African drum nah. in the background. Not it's, having it. I'm the, not having it. Is. I'm not having it. There is. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to prove it. I'm going to prove it here. I don't know how I'm going to prove it. <laughs> it's not science, Michael. You just, can't. Ju- just when you approve to me that if you feel unlucky, you get splashed with water when you're walking down the street. Honestly. You're going to prove me It, it might your, not be that specifically. I was just trying to think of things that might be make you feel lucky or unlucky. Anyway, <laughs> let's end with questions. Okay, questions. Okay, go on. So Nick Patterson has asked... What is one of your most favourite excursions you've had so far and any you have done that they do not do anymore in Vegas? We haven't been on that many. We haven't. We kind of, the first two trips, we kind of, you know, as you do with kind of all, uh, like, holidays, you kind of think to yourself, I want to do a couple of excursions here. Um, And then we kind of realise that Vegas is just kind of one big excursion in itself. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so we stopped doing them. We did um, the helicopter flights um, along the Grand Canyon, the one that lands in it. Mm-hmm. We did that. Um, I think that was on your 40th birthday, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Um, we did the the road trip to California. That mm-hmm. was quite good. Uh, we've done a shooting thing. That was quite good fun. Yeah, where they pick you up from the hotel and take you for the day and stuff like that. I'm kind of struggling to think of any other excursions that we've done. Yeah, we've done a couple of other experiences, but they've been just where we get ourselves to them and back. And, mm. um, but yeah, we've only really done we've done the. I would say the only thing excursion wise would be the, the Grand Canyon and the um the California. Now California, the one is a really long day. Like Too it is. Long. It's, it is, it's it's ridiculous long day and if you're only there a short period of time i wouldn't recommend it however it was somewhere i'd always wanted to go i wanted to just one one day i dreamt as a little girl the same as going to vegas that i would be at the hollywood sign and i kind of wanted to go and see it but i'd heard quite negative things about staying in um over in that area, I'd heard about, you know, that really, unless you're one of the rich and famous and you can get in all the top bars and restaurants and, you know, go to all the big fancy shops that you don't look out of place at and, you know, you dress well and all that type of stuff, that really there's that or there's the kind of much poorer side, which can be a little bit dodgy. And um, I'd had some friends of mine that had gone there and they'd stayed four nights um, basically right in the centre and they'd said it was too long. Like that's once they'd seen the main areas and the, the kind of big tourist spots, they, they didn't really know where to go and what to do. Um, so I think that kind of put me off a little bit, thinking, well, I don't know the area and I'm not comfortable driving in it yet. And so what I really wanted to do was just have a bit of a whistle stop to her, like a bit of a see the bits I want to see and then make a decision from that whether I want to go back again and stay for longer. Um, and at the moment, I haven't gone back, but it doesn't mean that I won't in, you know, in the future. But it was perfect for what I wanted it for, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So if you just want to go and you want to get to see... Oh, he's trying to show me this... Uh, <laughs> 
He's trying to prove his prove his African drums again in the background. Um, so yeah, if I think if you want to go and you want to see, you know, Beverly Hills, you want to see Rodeo Drive, you want to see um, the Hollywood sign, you want to see um, the kind of Chinese theatre with the footprints and where the Oscars, um, the handprints, sorry, and where the, the the kind of the stars on the pavements and stuff like that. It's perfect. You, you kind of get to see some celebrity houses and. Like Michael's mentioned before, you saw the the notorious George Michael toilets and things like that. And our host, um, we would highly recommend if anybody wants to know who it is, we can we can look it up. It was a few years back now, but he was fab. Um, mm. And he I, had a whole I, soundtrack yeah. set up, didn't he, in the car and stuff I, like all that. All I remember about him was that he was he was a bit of a wacko in terms of conspiracy theories, and he was. I, I, I think it was about a four-hour drive there, and I was having an argument with him for about the whole four hours about you know, no, I, people have landed on the moon. I promise you, people have landed on the moon and all this. And he's like, but no, no, it couldn't have because it's too hot, and they've only got this little tinfoil spacecraft and all of this, and. Oh, he was hard work in that sense. Uh, actually, but he was fun. And he had like a little soundtrack. Um, it made it interesting anyway, rather than four hours of silence. Mm-hmm. And then um and so I, I would recommend it if you if that's what you want. If you just want like a whistle stop, go and see loads of things, get loads of pictures to be able to say you've seen them. We went like Santa Monica Pier and um it was it was nice for what it was, but it was a very long day. And I wouldn't recommend it if you're only there a short period of time. The Grand Canyon is just something that you have to see. Like it, I, I think just... I think if you go to Vegas, you have to do that trip. Yeah, you have to see. And I mean, there's loads of different ones. You can hire a car, you can drive yourself, you can go to the Hoover Dam. Um, there's loads of different trips where you just, you know, you see different parts of it and whatever else. The one we did was, like Michael said, we, we you landed and you had a little picnic. You got some photos and then you went back up again um, in the helicopter. And it was lovely. It was my 40th and it was really special. Um, but we, we haven't really tried many other excursions. No, other than the that. one... The one that I really want to try, and, and, and you won't come with me to do this, is the um, a, a quad biking through, I think is, is it the Red Rock kind of park area? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you won't do that with me because of your history. With, I, um, knew, I knew with, with, he was going to bring this the, up when the, the excursion, when excursions we, were mentioned. I knew. We were up at this kind of fancy Scottish Here he hotel. Goes. Um, and we thought we we're going to do a quad bike. And then it was just three of us. It was like the guy did not unlike his bike, and then me, and then like Lindsay. Um, and me and Lindsay kind of swapped places uh, like a few times. And eventually, me and this man who was the guide stopped, and Lindsay was nowhere to be seen. And um, because I kept stopping and taking <laughs> pictures, so that's why I was kind of falling behind a little yeah, because I kept but, taking loads of pictures. But this time, when she came back, she had a a, a kind of a mud smear on her like helmet <laughs> right and, and we asked if she was okay so, oh yes yes I'm fine I'm fine and and then we got back to the kind of hotel and we were walking up the stairs and I noticed that she was limping <laughs> right and so then I started to get a little bit concerned that she'd fallen off the kind of bike and she was just being all brave and and say oh you know I'm, I'm not going to admit it. I'm not going to show weakness and all this. If only it was that. It wasn't that. <laughs> you know, what happened was she she randomly decided to jump off her quad bike. <laughs> she, she literally, no. she, she and, and, and we've, we've talked about this a lot since. And, you know, we kind of talk about this. So she, she, she claims that she fell off a quad bike. She didn't. She jumped off it. 
<laughs> no, but if anybody who's ever been on a quad bike before, your your balance is weird. So it's very difficult to trust the quad bike that it's not going to tip. So you're going on all these road off these really rough surfaces and really steep surfaces, and where I mean we were in the countryside. There was like you know I mean acres and acres and acres of countryside and muddy kind of um swamps and forests and it was it was amazing but there was a big long stretch that was extremely skinny like like an area so you couldn't perch on the top really of the you had to either be going on the right side or the left side which meant you were kind of on a tilt now you know, it's hard to trust the bike that it's not going to tip on you when you're at when you're at like a forty five, you know, or less degree angle, and you kind of think this is going to tip and it's going to crush me, and it's going to, you know, and I'm going to die from this quad bike because I was going at a decent pace and I was kind of like, and I was thinking, oh, it's gone a bit steeper, and I'm, it's, and I honestly, genuinely thought that it was going to fall on me so but instead of leaving go of the lever so that it stopped instead of using her brakes yeah instead of actually just not putting the accelerator on i decided to keep the accelerator on you know using them kind of handlebars and steering no but i was i couldn't steer away because you were either going to be 45 degrees on the right or 45 degrees on the left there wasn't a, a, a flat bit so and I felt like it, I was going to tip and the machine was going to tip on top of me. That's what it felt, even though I kind of knew it wasn't. It was my instinct telling me it's going to fall. So I thought, but I didn't, instead of using my sense and stopping the thing, I kept it going and then threw myself. <laughs> <laughs> now we get to, there's no other way to describe it, is there? You can, no. You, you've actually tried to provide some kind of kind context to it. I know. But then we reach the actual detail and there's no sugarcoating that. I, I was all, basically like, you know, like a baddie in a James Bond film that he's what? shooting at them and yeah. they kind of throw themselves off a, on a motorbike or something. They just throw themselves to the side of the thing. That's what I did. See, I basically, this, is, but I... this is how it happened in my head, right? But <laughs> You know, we were going, you obviously last, and and we kind of went off of the kind of, like, distance. And then you thought to yourself, it's an opportunity to enjoy yourself. And out of nowhere, you decided to combat roll off, <laughs> off your kind of quad bike and kind of roll and kind of roll down this verge in a very, as you say, James Bond kind of commando kind of way. I genuinely, I, I wish there was CCTV of it. I mean, we were in the middle of nowhere, so there won't be, but I genuinely do because I can't believe I did what I did. And I literally threw myself off this quad bike and rolled um, <laughs> on the ground for a bit, got covered in mud. Then kind of composed myself, went back onto the quad bike, and then kind of came over to them sheepishly, and they were, and then I just couldn't admit it. I felt like a total fool, so I was like, "Oh, I'm fine. I said I'm fine. I just stopped to take some photos, and then I got back, and then it was only when we got back, and then I was actually bruised all over the place." Um, so my experience of quad biking hasn't gone the same as it's, Michael. So I am a bit of, nervous of going on one again. It's one of my greatest regrets in life that I wasn't behind you for that. <laughs> because if, if, if I'd have been behind you when you decided to, to, to like do that, you know, that would have kept me happy for the rest of my days. The memory of that. It just, it, it, I mean, it's a good one, like as it is. But, you know, if I'd have actually seen it with my own eyes, oh, what a day that would have been. 
Um, right, last question. Um, Anna May Wilson, what is your favourite moment from your vlogs? Mm, do you want to go with this one or? It's hard, isn't it? Because well, let's go with your kind of if maybe if you go for your kind of top three and then pick your your your, your favourite from it. I love um I well yeah, I love us in flights and I can't remember, I think it was the second vlog series it might have been rather than mm. the first. I think it was the second. Um There was a time when you put on two pairs of underwear. Well, this is it, yes. So there was a time that we, we went the flights and we just basically got more and more progressively drunk. And yes, you did, yeah. Uh, no, we both did, and we ordered flights, and then we ordered more flights, and then we ordered food, and then we were just we'd already been drinking in the morning, and then we we drank there as well. And because we were just drink, we were so merry, we we were like carefree. There wasn't a care in the world, and we were just sat there, and we were like we could drink all day, we can do whatever we wanted, and we just started kind of relaxing with the vlog and chatting and telling like silly stories. Well, it was mostly Michael outing me for various stories, but. I love watching that back, not for the stories, not the fact that I did put two pairs of underwear on and Michael told everybody or the fact that I drove into a big pile of manure and Michael outed me, but it was it's the carefreeness of it. Like I watch it and I just giggle and giggle and giggle. Like it just makes me laugh that because usually, you know, you, you obviously, you, you know, you, you're you're a bit you don't want to reveal everything too much on a vlog. And you, you're also conscious that, you know, people don't know you. And it might come across the wrong way, or you're conscious of that, or you know, that people just really more interested in Vegas than they are you yourself. But I just kind of love that moment, and I I really love when I, whenever I do watch it back. It's not very often, but whenever I do, it still has me in giggles. Like I love it; it just makes me laugh, like how silly we are and how carefree we are, and just how we just we were just enjoying Vegas. We were just Vegas, and that's one. Um. Another one is similar to that, but it's it's the night that we had a really, really late night in Mirage oh. and it was double. So the two things happened on it on the vlog. One was we got the parrots for the first time. So there's like the little cleaner um, who's sweeping around us and stuff on his machine and we're, we're at like two o'clock in the morning or something. And we eventually got the parrots and I acted as if like we'd got a hand pay or we'd got a jackpot or something. I'm screaming the place down because we've got parrots. But then we got the we took the money from that and went onto a um onto a, a dragon link and I'm just ridiculously overtired. I'm just I'm shattered and I'm overtired and then you know when you just get giddy and I'm just dancing around like to the music and then I declare that I'm massively up even though you've <laughs> you were quite rightly point out that I've lost a load of money but I might be ten dollars up on that TO but I'm actually about three hundred down and <laughs> and I've just got the proper giggles with it and it, I'm just giddy and I've got the giggles and again it's just to me it's they they're synonymous with us in Vegas and being silly, being carefree, kind of having a laugh together at each other and just enjoying our time. And I love them two moments. And then the other moment I love is obviously when we got the the big win in Bellagio. When we got that, when we got that major, and then when we got that thousand ball. Um, and it was on our last morning, and we were a bit had the bit of the blues, knowing that we were going home that day, and it hit out of nowhere. And it, it just we were like, this doesn't happen to us. This is not something. This happens to other people. It doesn't happen to us. And it just felt like, yes, you know, like it, it, it was our time, and it, it was just like it was a run of them as well. We got like three bonuses in a row, and we ended up pulling like two two grand out of the machine, and it was just. 
it just felt like yes you know it does happen to us as well it does happen to other people not just the the high rollers and whatever else so they're probably my three mm. favorite moments that i like to watch back that i think are like really can you moments. pick one as your favorite um probably the the gambling one just because it's both of them so i'm not only have we got the the biggest win that we've ever had but i'm sat there with an angry orchard in my hand and you point the camera around to me and i'm dancing and i'm smiling and my face just looks like just it's pure joy it's it's absolute pure joy and i'm dancing with my angry orchard and we just hit the big win and it, it's just probably like the moment where i'm like mm. yes what about yours? Um, see, I've been thinking about this one, and um, but the one that I that, that I would say is probably one that would surprise you and a lot of other people. It's because it, it's it's quite a kind of small one. Um, it actually happened, you know, if you know, shortly after the one that you, you just mentioned. There, it was when we were um, we were just leaving Mirage at the end of our thing third vlog series mm-hmm. and we're waiting for the kind of a, a taxi or whatever to go to the like airport and you're and you're actually talking to the hotel because at, at that time there's not we, we don't really know what was going to happen to it you know uh, you know how it was going to change and all of this and you were you were almost communicating to it and you know thanking it and saying don't go changing too much and that kind of thing, and and that for me was probably my favourite moment. I think. Really? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think that you and I both have a quite a different relationship with our vlog in a yeah. lot of ways. I, you know, I, you know, I mean, I'm I'm not saying that you do any of these things, but for me personally, I, I don't really, um, I've got no real passion to vlog. You know, I, I think there's a lot of people who, who you know. The, the kind of start of vlog, and then suddenly the vlogging everywhere they're going, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas for me, the, the kind of passion that I've got, and I think that you've got as well, is is for Vegas. It's it's not, you know, it's quite a, a, a kind of personal relationship that we've got with that place. And and if it wasn't that place, I don't think that we would vlog. You know? No. But, um, so I mean, uh, and I love the fact that one. It was for a start. It was Vegas in front of it, you know. It wasn't. It wasn't us on it, you know. Mm-hmm. It was. We were showing Vegas, and we were kind of communicating to Vegas. And you know, I, I think. I think a lot of people, um, a lot of kind of vlogs, and you know, I, I, I don't kind of criticize anybody's anybody's vlog in any way because they they make the vlogs that they want to make and that they enjoy making, <clears> and and that's absolutely fine, you know. Um, but. F- but for, for like me, I, I think it's. I think we always try to put Vegas kind of at the at the forefront rather than ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I just liked that. It felt quite strangely kind of intimate. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I, I've got no passion to vlog. I've got no. I don't really feel the need to um, be filmed and film myself and. And all of this, you know, it's um, but you know, I think that, um, yeah, I, 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 I just, I just like the fact that, I mean, that for me kind of almost showcased why we actually do it, mm-hmm. you know, because it was a very happy moment. Even though we were leaving, we were both very happy. We had a really, really good trip, um, and you know, 
we were kind of we didn't know what was going to happen to a mirage and I suppose that like we we know a little bit more now and, and, and like everything, but we still don't know that much. And um, yeah, it, it was just nice. It was that that for me was why we actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm and, surprised. I'm surprised by that. Like I say, for me, it's always what if I still watch it back and still laugh now, then I think yeah, like that. <laughs> it just still it still gets me. But I get what you're meaning about it is very kind of personal. It um, is, and, and that's we would why ser- we actually do it. Yeah, I mean, we we obviously, we took the camera, um, well, I'm saying t- take the camera, it was just the phone. We took that to Florida to vlog. I still haven't got them out yet. Uh, but we we, we were going to vlog it because it was like, it's a special holiday, Florida. Um, and I think we would choose other special ones, you know, like we would, we would, we would possibly vlog very special ones that we were doing, but we wouldn't mm. vlog a holiday. Like we wouldn't go to... Yeah. Spain and you know vlog our holiday we wouldn't do anything like that it's only if it's kind of really unique places or special places or whatever else that we would that we would ever vlog um I mean I mean I didn't feel particularly comfortable vlogging um when we went to like Disney you know I mean yeah no I mean I didn't feel like I did in Vegas Um, yeah and you know it's it's almost like you know I don't want to showcase myself yeah um and you know what I want to showcase is Vegas and, and I want to showcase our love for Vegas, yeah. You know, um, yeah, I don't really, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's kind of a hard one because I don't want it to come across that I'm, I'm kind of criticizing anybody else. Well, you're not. not, you're not, there's no, I'm there's just, no kind yeah. of like, there's definitely no, this is the right way and this is the wrong way, there's well, exactly, none of that, yeah. It's just this is the way we prefer to do it. This, this is, is the way that way. this is the way that 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 I, I view it, I suppose, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know that I, I was a reluctant vlogger anyway, you know. Yeah. I've, I've kind of come round to it a little bit more, but it's always on these terms. It's always on the terms that, that the only thing that we really showcase is Las Vegas and our love for it. Yeah. You know? that's that. So for me, that moment kind of caught all of that, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah. So mm, interesting one. question. Mm. Anyway, I think we are done for this week. Yeah, it's been a long one. It has. Mm. It's because you talk so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. If you say so, it's nothing to do with your little rants about fake science and all of that kind of nonsense. <laughs> anyway, um, so um, we will be seeing you or listening to you, or we won't be seeing you or listening to you. You'll be listening to us, hopefully, uh, next week um, for uh, episode nine. But thank you so much for listening this week, and we hope you enjoyed it, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.